This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, family. It's, it's really so, so, so good to be here. I just can't explain it in words. And I just want to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the privilege to, to minister from this stage. The leadership of this church, they're such awesome people. And I just want to acknowledge and honor the dream team tonight as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> Father, we thank you for a lovely evening. We thank you for your presence in this place. We just want to press into experiencing what you have for us tonight. And, and Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are already at work, changing us, transforming us even more and more into the image of Jesus. We give you praise. We love you so much. And we thank you for this awesome evening in Jesus' name. And the family say, amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. I don't understand why they want to back out the auditorium for Bill Johnson and not for me. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I, as it is the month of love, if those of you weren't here, my Valentine is with me, Pastor Mariette. She's here in the front, and uh, I want you to ask, I will ask you to welcome her as well. <laughs> I struggle to preach without her. <laughs> She's just awesome. I, I had this story about a, a young girl who was on an airplane when it went through some extreme turbulence. It wasn't an SAA flight. I think it was American Airlines or something. <laughs> so it felt like a roller coaster and, and going up and down side to side and settling all the passengers. But while many of the passengers were screaming and in fear and in discomfort, there was this little girl that, that was just seated in a, in, in a seat, and, and she kept on smiling. And so finally, after the plane uh, settled back to normal, one of the adults sitting here had been fascinated by her reaction to all of this. And he asked her, why weren't you afraid? She says, no, my father is the captain, and he can take us through any storm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, our father is the captain. Our father is awesome father the father of love, our, our everything. I'm, yeah, I love him so much. Good to see you, Chantal. <laughs> Just recognize somebody here that I wanted to, to say hello to. I believe, and I made a, a few declarations, that this year is going to be above and beyond. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be an awesome year. And so I saw in, on Facebook, and welcome, by the way, to all those who are watching my Facebook. Uh, somebody said, yeah, you're, always, you're always saying all these beautiful and positive things, but Jesus says, you will have tribulation. But I praise God that we have the ability to read the word. We have the ability to receive the word, to understand the word, and to respond in the power of the word of God. Uh, we are called to live by faith, that which pleases him, and that which brings life and the rewards of God. So whenever the year brings tribulation, we must remember that Jesus did not stop his sentence halfway. John 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But, I love the but, the specific one. Be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. I just, I just love the way the Passion Translation say it. It says, everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Somebody say rest. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Hallelujah. The secret is where you find yourself, either in the rest of God, in His rest, or in your own restlessness. That's where the secret lies. Jesus says that everything that He taught His disciples and that He's teaching us now is the Word of God that brings peace. His peace to take control of our souls. And not just that, but we, we have the Word to give us great confidence as we rest in Him. Great confidence to do what? To be confident to live His life and be courageous in this unbelieving world courageous in this unbelieving world. I was just, last night I was dreaming over and over and over about Second Chronicles 7.14. I don't know why. Maybe because Apostle Theo has, has encouraged us to pray. Humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of the Lord. Just pray and pray and pray. We have confidence to be courageous, to go on our knees and trust God that He will bring His word into fulfillment because our Father is faithful. You are not as excited as I am. There we go. <laughs> That's better. So we were created to live from a position of rest. I just want to come out with that straight from the beginning. Hebrews 4 verse 10 and 11, Passion Translation. As we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works, just as God celebrates His finished work and rests in them. So then we must give our all to be eager to experience His faith rest life, so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief the Israelites that went into the desert. So we were created to find rest in our Father. So, so when Jesus speaks to His disciples in John 16, it's a given for him. He understands that the original, the original design of man, he knows that the only way that we can know God, the only way that we can discover purpose, the only way that we can find freedom, and the only way that we can make a difference is from the position of rest and in no other way. The world and a big part, listen to me, a big part of the church is, is, is seeking rest, a few moments of rest after working hard. Therefore, we see this constant cycle of restlessness around us. The, the thing, thing is, we were designed to, to work from rest and not to work for rest. If we know who we are, as we spoke about uh, in the previous services, we know our identity as children of God. We know that we live from this place of rest. We really need to receive the truth. Just to receive means to, 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 to pick it up, embrace it, hold on to it until we become one with it. We need to understand and receive what it means to live, to work, and to rule and to reign in this life from this place of rest. Our identity does not come from what we do, but from who we are. 
That is, that, that, is, that is as simple as it is. Who are we? We are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's as easy as that. For, but, but, but there's a lot of people that understand that they, they are Christians, but they live with an orphan mentality. They, 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 they don't have the confidence to call themselves sons and daughters. Therefore, they are, they are like orphans, and, and, and they, they live in this constant search of recognition and approval and acceptance, value, purpose, and security. Somebody just turn a, turn a, turn a chair for me. There's, there's about six people who knows the voice. <laughs> so, but while we as sons and daughters know how much we are loved by our Father, extravagantly loved by our Father. That is who we are. And part of our purpose is to reveal the true nature of God, but with an orphan mindset, that is impossible. The only way to reveal the true nature of God is with a family mindset. It started with a family. God revealed Himself as a family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And humankind started out as a family. It's a family mindset. Because families see promises, they don't see problems. When the sons and daughters rise up in the church, and, and that is a call to each and every one of us to rise up, the world will begin to see the true nature of God and His family. The Father's rest, the, the family room that we spoke about, His presence, that place of intimacy, is the place where we, the family members, call our home. That is where we experience acceptance and extravagant love. Those, the chair that God sits on cannot turn around. It's already turned around. It is solid, stable, and it looks at you. He has accepted you, and He has approved of you because He loves you. And He proved it by the, by the cross of Calvary. What we tend to do is to search for this resting place on the outside. I want you to listen to what I have to say now. It ties in with this morning as well. We look for it on the outside. We do things and we hope to say the right things to experience some place of rest. But the thing is, it is discovered on the inside. It's in the spirit. The resting place is there. It's available from God anywhere, anytime. And we were created to live, we were designed to live in this resting place, not once in a while, but constantly. This is where we thrive. This is where we receive the promises. This is where we experience His love, where we see His face, where we hear His voice, and where we live in His pleasure. And where we reign with the Son. It's God's desire, I believe, for each and every one of us. But there's something that you need to get. We move into that place on the inside. The resting place of God. And as we move into the resting place of God, we become the resting place of God. I'm going to explain that. Many of us walk in the power of God. We hear the voice of God at times. We experience His presence at times. But we were designed to live 
in his resting place, but also become a resting place where it's not a now and again thing, but a constant and continual thing. It, it's not like the Israelites who received manna in the morning and had to wait for the next morning to have another experience of manna. When they moved into the promised land, they planted. And so they lived on a continual basis of what God has given them, although they were still in dependency. They received as a lifestyle and not a now and again experience. I want to read Ephesians 3, verse 16 and 17 from the Passion Translation again. And I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Many of us have experienced these visitations, but he wants an habitation. He, he, he wants a place where he can rest, where we are at rest ourselves. When this happens, it's where we receive the promises, where we receive our inheritance as co-heirs of Christ, and we reign from that place of rest. You see, when... When we live from that place of rest, it doesn't matter how much shaking is going on. We are at rest. We are at peace knowing that He knows what to do and what to say on the inside. His life will be released through me. It's like Jesus on the boat in the storm on a raging sea, Mark 4, verse 35 and 30 to 39. Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. After they had sent the crowd away, they shoved off from the shore with him. And he had been teaching from the boat. And there were other boats that sailed with him. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, calm down. All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. So after a day of teaching and preaching and healing people, they get into the boat and Jesus rests in the midst of a ferocious tempest. It's just wonderful words that I've learned from the Bible, ferocious tempest. <laughs> and he gives the secret of rest away in this, in this conversation with his disciples afterwards. He says, why are you so fearful? Mark 4:40. How is it that you have no faith? You see, we enter into that rest by faith. Remember Hebrews 4, verse, verse uh, 10, as we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works. It's by faith, knowing that His word is the truth, knowing that His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, knowing, knowing that He is faithful. And in the shaking of life, we find rest because our eyes are on the Father who is not nervous about anything. I'm speaking to somebody tonight, in actual fact, a few of you, who came to the service tonight with this 
you are just a little anxious, a little stressed. You have a little bit of fear. You, 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 you worry a little bit. And you justify it because, oh, that's just part of life. I'm here to tell you there is something better. The resting place of God. The resting place of God is a reality in our lives. I know that the one who rules and reigns over the universe is for me and not against me. Romans 8 verse 31 and 32. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved His love by giving us His greatest treasure, the gift of His Son. And since God freely offered Him up as a sacrifice for us all, He certainly won't withhold from us anything else He has to give. Listen to me. That does not mean that, that we won't experience certain challenges and difficulties in life we know the enemy. We have an enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. You know John 10 verse 10. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Here we are in the fullness again. If we live in fullness, we do not live by measure anymore. <laughs> Anything that comes against me is just an opportunity to upgrade to a new level of wisdom, of power, and of love. I never need to be restless. I can have peace anywhere, anytime, in any season, because I know God and I know who I am. <laughs> we no longer rest from work as the people in the world and religion do, we work from a place of rest. It's, it's a lifestyle now. And in that lifestyle, I begin to rule in this life, knowing what to do and when to do it, what to say and when to say it. It's, it's the starting point of knowing the Father, receiving our inheritance and fulfilling our destiny. Whatever we receive in this resting place, this intimate place with God, we can become. And whatever we become, we can release. God has called us to release the kingdom of God, to release heaven into the earth. God has called us with such a wonderful calling, the higher calling that Paul talks about. Each and every one of you, God loves you so, so very much. And you see, the fact that Adam and Eve began life in rest tells us that this is our starting point. Did you ever think about that? The first day of, of, of man was, was, was God's seventh day, the day of rest, establishing a pattern for humanity. The theme returns throughout Scripture. Noah sends out, sends out a dove, and it kept returning to the ark until it found a place to rest. God established a cycle of rest for each and every one of us so that we can devote ourselves to being in His presence, hearing His voice, seeing His face, and experience Him. The Holy Spirit came as a dove and rested on Jesus and His baptism, and Jesus remained at rest in the Father even while He worked, even while He was persecuted, even while He went through tribulation. Matthew 3, verse 16. And as Jesus rose up from the water, the heavenly realm opened up over him, and he saw the Holy Spirit descend out of the heavens and rest upon him in the form of a dove. John 5, verse 19. So Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. 
The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see my father doing, for the son does the same works as his father. He's working from a place of rest. He sleeps in the midst of a storm because he lives or he lived in the resting place. The storms outside of him had to bow to the peace inside of him. Oh, you've got to get that. The storms outside of him had to bow the knee to the peace inside of him. Hallelujah. And that is applicable to you. When we enter into that resting place and become the resting place of God, the storms outside of you has to bow the knee to the peace inside of you. And from that resting place of God, Jesus extends this invitation to all humanity. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 29. Are you weary? Carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your, love, your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. Hallelujah. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. All those of you who are weary. I've spoken to some people tonight. You are just a little bit anxious. I, I just sense the Holy Spirit say that. I'm also speaking to those who are, are, are very anxious. But some of you are just a little bit anxious. And you, and you justify it and you justify it un, until it becomes very anxious. Deal with it right now. Deal with it right now. I, I'm going to ask you to stand tonight. Just to stand with me. And just to start worshiping God. Because Pastor Andre also said something in the line of, as we worship, we enter to the, into the experience of that rest. The rest is here. It's on the inside. It's not outside somewhere to go and look for it. It's right here on the inside. And so as we worship... We enter to the, into the experience, just putting aside everything that bothers and just move. Before we sing, I want you to just for one minute worship God without using the words praise, worship, bless, and hallelujah. Can you do that? Just for one minute. Let's just pray together without using those words. Right now, let's go. Father, we thank you. For your goodness we thank you for your love we thank you for this day we thank you that you brought us together you are a great god you are a good god hallelujah hallelujah come on let's let's worship him worship him worship him hallelujah worship him worship him we're just going to move into worship. We're going to sing. We're going to lift up His name and exalt our Father who loves us extravagantly. His love is so extravagant, it reaches to the heavens. And we're just going to welcome Him into our lives. And as we worship, just move into the resting place of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship You. We worship You. We worship You.
Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 